It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. My favorite time of the week, reaction time, because I'm always better after the fact than I am before the fact trying to predict uh, stuff. We've got an outright BWAC champion. Brady will tell us more about uh, yes, that we uh, as, as, as we come up. muddy from God, that field was such a mess tonight. <laughs> like, it was one of the worst fields I've ever seen. And you survived the rain, though. I did. I did. Um, you saw a still shorthanded Port Huron I team play very respectable with a very talented Roseville team. Right, Dennis? I want to see these two teams play each other with full lineups and no rain. You might Because I think that would be a really fun game. You could get that <laughs> in about a month. Yeah, we could. Some scores shocked me tonight. Some scores uh, didn't. Uh, and I guess uh, the best we can do is say we'll we'll go through them and you'll find out as we go which did what. Yeah. By the way, a couple things. One, um, thank you to everyone that let me know the podcast was messed up. It wasn't anything we did. Our hosting site is free. And sometimes you have free hosting site mistakes. <laughs> so, no, we didn't edit it. So, it restarted after 45 minutes or whatever. I apologize for that. Um, sometime, if we catch it quick enough, we'll re-upload. But I, I found out today afternoon, and at that point, by the time we re-uploaded it, we were going to be. I was going to be on my way to the games. But thank you. If it happens in the future, let me know. Just DM me on Twitter, like some of you did. I really appreciate it. But no, we don't do it. Sometimes it just uploads funky, and we haven't figured out how or why or when. Yeah. Uh, and besides, don't you want to hear it over from the beginning again anyways? <laughs> but no, we're getting a lot of support, so we apologize for that. But it's uh, it's just part of it. We try to catch it when it first goes up. But Dennis, you know, sometimes at the website it'll say it's like five hours long and then two seconds later it's the right time. Yeah. It's just weird. It, it is weird sometimes. And we're not the most technical people. No. And, and my technical guy is busy with a lot of technical stuff. Yes. So he's always available. Now you understand why big stations and companies have, like, dedicated engineers and stuff that know everything and don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah. Or at least they should. Right. Anyways, we'll get into the uh, Macomb Area Conference. We'll start with the big red game. When we uh, get things rolling here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and Brady. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250 7520. 
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. DuraClean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call DuraClean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And uh, let's start in the Macomb Area Conference. It was uh, crossover uh, week. Uh, and uh, Port Huron High drew uh, Roseville. These are two teams that actually they have a history, and they have a history of playing a lot of good games. The game last year in uh, Roseville was absolutely fantastic, and it was played on a rainy night at the end of the season, uh, and Roseville jumped out to a big lead, and the Big Reds battled back and eventually won 28-27. This year at Memorial Stadium, Kind of a, a, a similar scenario. Roseville jumped out early. Then the rain started to come, and the game got goopy. Uh, and at one point in the fourth quarter, the Big Reds were within six points and with the football. And you're thinking, wow, if they pull this out, this is like one of the – this is one of the top five victories I've seen at Memorial <laughs> Stadium in my career if they pull this one out. Ended up not working out for them. They uh, lost 27-15 tonight, but a really good football game. Let's uh, do the highlights, and then we'll talk more in depth about this one. We're going to shift Eubanks to the left side of Bell, working out of the shotgun, and he's throwing it for the uh, wideout number four. That's Snowden, and he makes the catch for a Roseville touchdown. On fourth and ten, it's a 16-yard strike to Henry, uh, to, uh, excuse me, 16-yard strike to Amari Snowden for the score. And Roseville strikes first and takes a six-to-nothing lead. Panthers start from the big red 39. Bell out of the gun. They move Henry in motion, and they handle the ball in the jet sweep. Now he wants to throw it, firing deep downfield. He's got a man, and it's a strike for a touchdown. Caught on the play by Goins. 39 yards to Mike Nickel Goins, excuse me, for the touchdown. And Henry will stand at about his own 15 to kick this away. Now he's going to take a couple more snap, uh, steps back. High snap over his head. That's back into the end zone. Henry now looking for somewhere to go. Wrapped up by the Big Reds, and they'll tackle him for a safety. Boy, it looked like Henry might have had time to kick that ball instead. He tried to one-on-one beat Myuri, and Myuri wraps him up and tackles him in the end zone for a big red score. The safety will get PH on the board and make it a 14-2 game with 9.03 to go here in the first half, and PH will get the ball back. Big fourth and about five here. Roseville keeps the offense out there. From the big red uh, 23-yard line, low snap, but it's picked up by Bell. Now he's dancing around back there, nearly lost his footing. Still running around, looking, looking, going to throw up a prayer into the end zone, and we're going to get a flag, and it was caught anyways for a touchdown. They were going to call interference, but it's a Roseville touchdown, and I think that was Goins who made the catch. It was. Goins catches the 23-yard pass, and it's another Roseville score. And with 7.16 to go here in the third, it's now 20-2 for the Panthers. I'm going to call it the 10-yard line. First down port here and high from their own 10. Send a man in motion. They'll pitch it back to Troy running to the right. Troy trying to get outside. Troy to the 20, 25, 30. Troy to the 40. Down the far sideline. It's a foot race. 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Forget it. Go! 
Kevin Troy, 90 yards on the run for a big red touchdown. With no time left here in the third quarter. Same formation here with Allen in front of Troy and Oriole under center. Oriole on the bootleg, naked bootleg. He's got room. Now he decides to throw. He's got a man in the end zone. And if they hold on, it's a big red touchdown. A 12-yard touchdown pass to Coronado. And the Big have pulled six points closer. It's 21-14, pending the extra point with 7.25 to go. Second and about six here for Roseville from the 12. Again, Salter lines up behind his quarterback, working out of the gun. Bell wants to keep this time, trying to bounce outside. Got away from his man. Bell to the five. Catches the corner and is into the end zone for a touchdown. Jeremiah Bell will take it 12 yards and into the end zone for the score. And he's only rushed three times tonight, but for 49 yards and a touchdown now. And that one will give Roseville a 12-point lead, 27-15, with 3.42 to go here in the fourth quarter. And that would end up being the uh, final score, 27 to uh, 15, but uh, the, the Big Reds, they, they had a lot of opportunities uh, in, in the game on Friday night to say, no, okay, Roseville's better than us. We're, we're done. Um, no Amari Holler again this week. Mm-hmm. They lost Gabe Mose after one quarter. He had eight carries, 20 yards in the first quarter, and then left with an ankle injury. They lost Jaden Ashford on an interception with five seconds to go in the third quarter just before that Gavin Troy touchdown run that really, like, suddenly changed the ball game. Uh, And then the Big Red defense forced a turnover. They got the Coronado touchdown. They got another stop. They got the ball back at their 15, and you're like, there's five minutes to go, and they got to go 85 yards. They could chew up the rest of the clock here, score, and win this game. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, um, there's a kid named uh, Terrell Henry on the other side uh, who's going to Michigan State, and there's uh, another kid uh, who's going to Maryland on that defense. And uh, they got not only did they get the stop, but they they pick off a screen pass to set up their final touchdown, and Roseville ends up winning 27-15. Uh, again, I'd like to see this game played where both sides have all their pieces in place because Roseville had some guys playing out of position tonight too. Um, and in dry weather because I think that would be just a super football. Not that tonight didn't turn out to be a super football game, but I just think start to finish that would be an electric football game. Yeah, and when you don't have your quarterback for the second straight week, we didn't know that until what? Um, Found out Thursday afternoon. Yeah, so we didn't know that until then. It's tough, and Nate Oriole, Dennis, you watch the game. He does a pretty good job playing with confidence and commanding the offense. I, at least I thought so last week. This, this is a tough night because, again, conditions are not conducive to throwing the football on a night like think, yeah, tonight. No. Uh, and he had to put it up 21 times. Um, so he was 5 out of 21 for 34 yards, a touchdown pass, and a couple of uh, interceptions. Um, Gavin Troy wasn't expecting – to be the feature back for three quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up getting 111 yards, and I know most of it came on the one run. But, um, you know, that one run electrified his team, 
and for the the next six minutes of the game, it was all big reds. Yeah, and you get to a point in near the end of the game. After that interception, Dennis, if you're at full strength, your defense potentially adds Gavin Troy because he doesn't have to be the feature back so he can play more on defense. You can throw Gabe Mose back there. You could throw Amari Holler back there. And you could throw Jaden Ashford back there. All of whom were not either out or not playing full-time on defense at that time. You know who else had a good game for the Big Reds tonight? Both sides of the ball. Cameron Cole. Yeah, They used him effectively on the jet sweep, and he had over 40 yards rushing tonight on five or six carries. I like him as a player. He's yeah. not the flashiest, but he just gets the job done. And, and he broke up some, some plays because Roseville is a team that likes to throw the football if they can. Even they, I think, ran more than they're, they're used to. Uh, they put up 20 pass attempts, and, and that's a team that probably throws it 30 times a game at least. Uh, and Robert Salter, who normally plays quarterback, um, had to rush 24 times tonight because they were without their main running back. So let me ask you this coming out of this game. Roseville was just running rough shot over the, the gold, right? Is Roseville a legit team, and are they a team that could threaten like a De La Salle should they meet in the playoffs? Or were they beating up on the gold and they're maybe not as good? Or is PH a legit, legit team that could make another run in the playoffs? I... um. I'll answer that, uh, I guess, taking the, the cheap way out. De La Salle's another level, and I don't think PH or Roseville is at that level. Okay. Well, that, that's a fair enough answer because De La Salle, I mean, they're, they just don't lose in the playoffs. No, like, and, and I don't think they're going to lose if they have to face either of these uh, teams. Like, I think these are two good football teams. I wouldn't mind seeing them play again in a playoff game, think it would be a really fun game. But I don't see the winner of that game getting past De La Salle. Well, the way things are shaking out, um, there's a good chance that that could be a district championship game. I hope so. Yeah. Of course, I know that there's another group of uh, people <laughs> that are saying, hey, wait a minute, don't forget about us. Yeah, um, and and that's Northern who might get another crack at PH depending on how all this playoff stuff yeah, shakes out. Yeah, Northern took one on the chin, but it was kind of expected. Yeah, they they played the Mac Red champs, and even in the best years of either of any of our area teams, taking on the Mac Red champs gonna be a tall task and is a big ask. Fifty four to seven. Northern beats Romeo. Romeo beats Northern. Oh, Romeo beat Northern, excuse me. Um, Romeo had a pick six, what, 13 seconds? 13 seconds. seconds so, I'm so assuming first play the, from scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, that's just a tough, tough game. Like we said, Dennis, the Mac Red is a whole nother level. Yeah. Romeo scored 27 in the first quarter. Uh, and, and and here's here's the thing. Uh, Northern shouldn't have had to play Romeo. Nor Northern's <laughs> in the blue, and they are supposed to be playing a uh, nearby rival in St. Clair in the gold. And Lakeview, who's in the white, and the white was crossing over in week eight with the red, Lakeview cried, and uh, I, I'm assuming at the beginning of the season, 
when they were making or in the, the schedules and and went allegedly wah, 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 wah. we don't want to play a red team and northern said quit your crying we'll play romeo and you can play sink we'll we'll give up a rivalry game and go get slaughtered by romeo so that we don't have to listen to you wear your diapers and cry All there right. i said it there you go <laughs> yeah, yeah you i said it i don't you, care you want Send me a complaint. I'm the boss. What, you think I'm going to fire myself? <laughs> yeah, you want to be. You want to be a white team. You got to play the red. Yeah. Sorry, it, it's it's cross. Everybody else in the white played a red team tonight. Yeah, go play your red team and and take your licking, and deal with it. Don't whine and get a, a a crossover with a gold team when a blue team, blue and gold, are supposed to cross over this week. Supposed to be red and white crossovers, blue and gold crossovers, silver and bronze crossovers. Everybody else played their part. You didn't. Well, that concludes the regular season for Northern because next week they don't play Cousineau. Yeah, they get the win there, so they're going to finish they seven and two. The win anyway. Yeah, they would have won. They're seven game. and two, and depending on what Lance Cruz does next week will likely affect whether Northern is possibly a one seed, a two seed, or a three seed. Lance Cruz plays Lance Cruz North, who is bad. Granted, they were bad in the white, but they're 0-8. Um, they, they didn't do well in the white. Their non-conference wasn't easy. Rochester, Ike, and Dakota, like, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. all the white teams... Took, took a chunk out of them. They, so did, they weren't Lance Cruz is probably going to lose or beat North. And Lance Cruz, well, I actually, despite losing both games to High and Northern, will vault both of them and be the one seed. Now, and I, Lakeview's got a, 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 a play in all of this, too, because Lakeview's, they got to play St. Clair tonight, and they actually won the game 33-7. to um, and the Saints lost some people along the way. Yeah, let's uh, too. Well, let's talk about the Lakeview implications. It really shouldn't affect the seeding. It's more okay since Roseville had to forfeit. They won't have the playoff points to be a two or three seed. So it's okay. Is Roseville the four seed or is Lakeview the four seed? And like I think I said on Tuesday show, Dennis. Lakeview and Roseville is just which way are you turning off of I ninety four because it's essentially the same exit, right? Yeah, but you you hope, you know. Again, you got to beat them eventually. But you the the further along you can play them, I think the better well, your chances if are. If you don't get Lakeview, Roseville's going to be in a district with De La Salle. Yeah, so you so can, one you of those can, teams you can get rid eliminated. of rid of one of those teams, and I think it would be Roseville. But I just I feel more comfortable if Lakeview's in the district. It gives Northern and PH a better chance to win that district. I agree. Um, but, yeah, you mentioned Lakeview beat up on St. Clair. Uh, Ethan White, Cole, Logan Ellis all out. Um, got hurt throughout the game. To what extent, I don't know. I just know they all went down, didn't come back in. Uh, Lakeview gets the win over St. Clair, really solidifies their playoff hopes. St. Clair, I was hoping they would come in and take care of business, but you lose three of – your four biggest offensive weapons. Yeah, that's tough to do. Yeah, I mean, I don't care who you are. That's a tough, tough thing to do to lose those guys and to come back. It was 13-7 for a while in that game. Uh, I know they had a touchdown called back, and then, yeah, it just got away from them a bit. But, again, you lose all those, all that talent, that's tough. St. Clair's 
number one, you, you want to get healthy. But now, uh, you know, a, a win against Marysville next week is a bigger deal for them. It is a much bigger deal because that should still secure a home playoff spot because of the size of school they are playing. Uh, Marysville, I wish we had the stats on this one because they put up a lot of points. And like you said, Dennis, I think a lot of the guys were out or playing hurt. 62-46, to 46, they dropped to Lamphere at Lamphere. But... Somebody had yeah. to have a big game. Yeah. And I'm wondering who that somebody is. No because, Thomas. Yeah, we know Thomas was out. Maybe maybe Mrs. Michael Sakuchi came back. Yeah, we don't know this at the time. We didn't get the stats yet. Um, McKinney, is, uh, I know, has been dinged up, but he's been playing through it and putting up good numbers. Maybe LaValle. I mean, LaValle's number one target was Thomas. Yeah. Uh, but what this tells me is come playoff time, Lampfear's not going to be able to stop whether they play St. Clair, North Branch, or Cross-Lex, especially Cross-Lex. They're not going to be able to stop any of those offenses. Like they the are question gonna is who's going to stop them, though, because 62-point Lampfear's doing this every week. Yeah. I know yeah. they're playing bronze teams, but they're pretty consistent. They and are. They did it against the silver team this week. But I will tell you, having to play a North Branch or a St. Clair or a Cross-Lex – that's a stark difference from either a bottom third silver team or a Mac bronze team. Who do they play next week? Who does Lamphere get next week? Is it anyone that I can judge anything for? Hazel, no, it's Hazel Park. <laughs> so, no, I won't be able to judge. So, I'm still wh – whoever well, – well, if they don't win. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. How about Hazel Park after, oh, their defense was so good to start the year. <laughs> Couple of shutouts, and then now they can't stop anybody from scoring. Yeah. Speaking of stopping someone from scoring, Marine City finally finished the shutout. I called this, by the way. Yes, you did. Uh, so they did not. Can can I just go through Marine City's drive summaries? <laughs> because this is awesome. <laughs> this is like get in, get out. We're doing a job. No messing around. First drive, first quarter, two plays. 74 yards, touchdown. Second drive, first quarter, one play, 60-yard, touchdown. Third drive of the first quarter, four plays, 59 yards, touchdown. They took their time on that one, Dennis. <laughs> Th fourth drive, 31 yards, one play, touchdown. Fifth drive, 49 yards, four plays. Again, they're slacking, Dennis. They needed four plays, touchdown. <laughs> Fifth, sixth drive, one play, 72 yards, touchdown. Seventh drive, three plays, 74 yards, touchdown. Last drive, 24 or five plays, 28 yards, game ended. So if you're keeping track at home, that's 21 plays, I believe, and they scored 63 points. Because yeah, they and also they scored had, the 63 points in the first 16 plays. Well, they also had two pick sixes. Okay. So you add that into it. So they took five plays and ended the game. So in 16 offensive snaps, they scored 49 points. <laughs> By the way, defensively, this is what Lincoln did. Six plays, no yards, punt. Three plays, one yards, punt. 
Uh, three plays, negative four yards, punt. Three plays, negative two, 27 yards, punt. Two, y- two, yard, or two plays, four yards, punt. Three plays, pick six. Two plays, pick six. Four plays, punt. Nine plays, down. They Lincoln ended the night with a grand total of 45 yards of offense. They got that much? Didn't how? Didn't yeah, so seem the, like all those numbers you were given. <laughs> by the yeah, so th- 375 yards on 21 plays. Tetler, and I kind of called this too. Uh, I think I exaggerated the the numbers on the last show, but Tetler four carries. 147 yards, three touchdowns. Tigert, four carries, 107 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Atkinson, one catch, 79 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Marine City had two third downs the entire game. (laughs) I mean, this is what we expected, and this is what happens when you cross over Marine City with the bronze. Like, I get it. That's the scheduled game, and – it's really hard to go out, and they do have Notre Dame prep next week, which is going to be a very, very nice test. But And also, thank you, Marine City, for doing this, for revenge for that playoff game I did last year. You're which still took, about that. Oh, if, all right, for those of you that weren't around last year, <laughs> Marine City on a Saturday plays a playoff game against Lincoln. That was what I was expecting. I had plans after the game. I'm like, whatever. It'll be a quick one, running time, second half. It took like three hours and 45 minutes. Lincoln kept it within 34. I'm still a little bitter at Mason Walker for missing an extra point, even though he was the fill-in kicker, and it was 34 to nothing for like all of the third quarter. Oh, you can be honest. Letson will forgive you. You're mad at him because he had a chance to go for two oh, yeah, right that before too. the half, and he didn't. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but then they returned a kickoff to make it a 40-point game, and I was like, yes. And then on the next drive, um, the ball hit the DB in the helmet and bounced to the Lincoln receiver. They scored, and they never got up to 35 again. So I spent four hours at East China Stadium doing a game that I knew was done 20 minutes Because Lincoln threw the ball like 67 times. And had 17 kids on their roster. (laughs) So Marine City goes, all right, putting the JV kids in to give them time. And Lincoln's like, nope, got to keep our ones out here and throw the ball 8,000 times. Anyway. Anyways. Thanks, Marine City. Marine City's 8-0, and they got the shutout, which I called. So, woo-hoo. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Anchor Bay beat Eisenhower 21-17. That is the first time in the history of the school that they have beaten Eisenhower. They had uh, lost uh, 12 previous meetings with uh, Ike. Um, So uh, that's a big – and I know Ike is down by – way down by their standards because now they're 1-7. But still, a 1-7 Ike team – is better than a lot of teams that have six wins. Yeah, and I think that shows you how tough the Mac White or Red is, that the Mac White champion goes in a dogfight. Again, the weather may have played in factor. Like This is a week where if you're looking at scores and week eight's kind of an outlier of a score, probably guess weather because if there's on a grass field, if it was anything like Armada, Definitely played a factor, but congratulations to Anchor Bay. They get the win over a Mac Red team, first time in school history. And when you're building up a program, I call it like 
getting all the all the monkeys off your back, like checking off the boxes, like, okay, haven't beat Team X in so many years, haven't beat Rival in so many years, haven't won a league title in so many years, haven't made the playoffs, won a playoff game. Every one of those you get away is one less talking point for guys like us to bring up. Like, oh, haven't won this rivalry game in so many years. Like, that's when you're building a program. So big win for uh, the Anchor Bay uh, Tars, who still won't get into our rankings, but deserve to be. Yes, we just don't know how they fit in, but we like our Tars. We they, we uh, we hope they go through and run the gauntlet of the Macaret District. Cor- they'll be put in. Of cor- cor- course, I, I I could mess with uh, Legro and Sheridan and put Anchor Bay. I mean, they beat Ike. I could put they them did, in there. At, they like, did beat Ike, n- number one or number two this week. Did beat Ike. I'm just kidding. I, 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 <laughs> Ike's a big school. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about the BWAC champs when we come back. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 850-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. 
Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back. Dennis and Brady, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck On Sports podcast. Uh, a game that we've kind of been waiting for for at least three or four weeks, if not longer, uh, has finally uh, happened. Crosslex and Armada for the outright BWAC championship uh, and uh, Brady, you were there. You saw it. What do you think? I think that the field did play a huge factor. Although I don't, I, if you're on either side, you could play the well, what if game at about a dozen different points in the game for each side. Like I don't, you both played in the same conditions. I will tell you, I was impressed by both teams. But I want to get the highlights and the uh, talk with LeGrow in first before I really get on a roll because I have a lot of thoughts and I want to see what you think. So here's what the game sounded like. Wasted no time. Right back up to the line of scrimmage. Townsend out of the gun. Snap goes, gives it to Grappi, goes off the right tackle, cuts back in, into the end zone. Just like that, four plays 70 yards for the Pioneers. They take a quick 6-0 lead. Looks like a long two. Let's call it three. Second and three, Townsend, snap, hand off to Grappi, cut back inside the left tackle, spinning around near the goal line, and touchdown! 
belly drop. He was able to stay on his feet long enough and the Pioneers get their second touchdown of the game. Set up by a bad snap by Armada. Muddy Jake Townsend out of the gun. Hands off to Groppy, going up the middle. He's very patient, waits for the hole to open up. It does, into the end zone. Hat trick in the first half for Belly Groppy. 18-0 Croslex leads. Heb out of the gun, dropping back to pass. Throws to the far side, intercepted! Going the other way, Croslex. 20, 15, 10, five to the pylon. Did he get in? He did! Pick six, Croslex! Landon Butler jumped in front of that one. 24-0, third straight drive with a turnover for the Tigers. Heb under center, hands off to the deep man. That is Conan, cuts it up off the right tackle and into the end zone. Armada on the scoreboard with 2.41 left to go in the third quarter. Again, uses as much of his clock as he can. Snap comes, hands off Grappi, cuts up inside the right tackle, room to work. Cross the 25-20, he will get into the end zone and put an exclamation point on this one. Touchdown, Pioneers. Snap comes, QB sneak, a little help from the fullback, pushes it in, Armada gets into the end zone. QB sneak from Heb gets the Tigers on the board once again, 30-12. Fourth and four from the 41 of Armada. They need to get to the 45. 90 seconds left to go of the game. Trips right. Conan the man behind Heb. Conan, snap. Going to be another speed option. Once the keeper gets wrapped up near the line of scrimmage, he's not going to get there. Croslex's defense stands tall and forces a turnover on downs. Snap goes, knee down, and Croslex. For the first time since 2012, outright BWAC champions. It was a sloppy, muddy, hard-fought game, but the Pioneers go undefeated in BWAC play and sit atop of the Blue Water Area Conference. 30-14, to 14, our final here from Armada. Dennis, if I told you before the game that Jake Townsend would have zero passing yards and zero completions. Your thought would have been? That Armada was going to win the football game. Yep, and that was the situation. But Mike LeGroat, first of all, congratulations to the whole coaching staff, the whole Croslex Pioneer team. They they earned that. They played great throughout the BWAC play. Um, but LeGroat was prepared for a, for a sloppy game for a kind of mud fest type game. But as you can imagine, in the year two, winning a BWAC championship, he was very happy. This is what he had to say. Coach, BWAC champs, how's it feel? Feels pretty good. I mean, uh, I didn't think we'd be here when I first took the job in year two. Um, I, you know, I thought this was maybe a, a year four, year five thing after we got the uh, offense running and our, you know, the philosophy and the weight room program. But the, the thing is, though, these these boys have just bought in from day one, and it's been a true buy-in. Everyone gets what we're trying to do. Everyone understands the operation. The parents understand and get the kids where they need to be. I, I mean, I am just uh, shocked at how quickly this turnaround has been I mean when I first got the job you know you hear people naysayers around like oh there's not you don't have any athletes it's, you know it's not gonna you know they're not athletic blah 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 well apparently if we don't have athletes no one else does either because uh, 
we made things happen today and this year and we're uh we're fairly good mix of young and old uh you know belly grappy i don't know uh if anyone else really touched the ball on offense besides him because he had probably 40-ish carries for like 200 and some odd yards i mean that's a sophomore who's going to be here for another two years and that's going to be a he's going to be special that's for sure uh the field today was less than ideal we'll call it there's more mud than grass out here uh, and if i would have told and if you would have told me before the game that cross lex doesn't complete a pass i think they might be in danger but you didn't complete a pass still won 30 to 14 and kind of dominated the game for the most part yeah uh we we put in the bad weather uh offense uh for this week we prepared for it uh we practiced probably in three or four different locations to get to where we needed to be today uh when we were out there at practice we were dunking balls in the uh water buckets just to make it so we were used to it um you know sometimes you gotta win ugly sometimes you can't complete passes sometimes you play non-sexy football and hey it is what it is the uh, o-line played outstanding they got pushed all night um it it was just it was a it was a great game. Uh, the funny thing is, I'm used to these kind of games. And uh, when I was at Hemlock, we'd always get one or two games that was just a complete mud fest. So you you know you put in a couple extra linemen, you put in a couple tight ends, a couple fullbacks, and you just play smash mouth football. And we show that we can do that as well. Not going to take up any more of your time. I'm going to let you go get cleaned off and celebrate with your team. But anything else for us after winning a BWAC title outright, first time since 2012? Yeah, is Dennis going to move me up in the polls now? Go. <laughs> Go, go Pioneers. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Well, uh, actually, uh, Brady, I'm looking at Marine <laughs> City at number one, Anchor Bay at number two, Ubley at number three. Uh, very impressed with uh, Harbor Beach's big win <laughs> over Marlon. Just kidding. I, I, was, I was saving that one. I didn't want to let you know beforehand he dropped that in there. But um, – yeah, so a lot I of... I had him up this week. Well, yeah, I, I had him at number three this week. <laughs> they don't share. Which, by the way, if you're ever in a McDonald's drive through with uh, Mike LeGro, don't ask for any of his french fries. Um, <laughs> but, no, thoughts on this game. Um, is it a cop-out to say that I was impressed with both sides? That Cross Lex won. The way they won showed me that they are prepared for late, November football that they are prepared to go in a regional final game into 30 degree weather and if they have to run the ball they can do it Dennis you have the final numbers on belly grappy he was sensational tonight yeah, 37 carries 233 yards and four touchdowns and the thing is they didn't do anything like fancy with him they probably out of those 37 carries 20 some were probably the same halfback dive with him so here's what I'm going to say about uh, this. Because of the, the style that uh, they decided to play tonight, and it, it's, a, it's a great call by Coach LeGros to – I'm not going to say he changed his offense. I'm no, sure they had he the, did this the, similar, the same formations He did and everything. some of this against North Branch. But by only attempting one pass tonight, you take – you take out of your game – Sage Slanick, Drew Hosterman, Gavin Espinosa, uh, Jackson Gonzalez, Jack Oliver, Mike Nays, Logan Selecki. Uh, sometimes they throw it to, to Kirk Wilson. I mean, you took an offense out. You you took let's let's just say five guys who are 
guys that can dudes. be game breakers. They are dudes. Uh, Sage Solanic, probably the best wide out in the area. I said his name once because he recovered an onside kick. So, so you are not – you are consciously not using those guys. Yeah. You're taking – Maybe the best arm in the area. Yeah, I think he was out of the, the state in passing in in Jake Townsend, uh, and you are on your enemy's field, basically doing what your enemy does. By the way, feed Jake, the ball to your big back and dare the other guys to stop. Him. By the way, Jake Townsend did have 14 carries for 94 yards, so still a quiet day by his standards, but a very that's nice, a good game, a very makes- nice win. Uh, so this impresses Pirates. me, and the other thing that impresses me, and, and I, uh, I'm sure Armada played a good game, but there was at no point where Armada was a threat in this game, really, was there? No, um, but let me talk to about... To me, this is a comfortable Crosslex yes. win. I'm very impressed by it. Yes. Uh, let me talk about Armada for a second, because that is a program that if they stay on the track, they will be a threat in the BWAC. They will no longer be what Armada has been for a while, which is kind of the the easier week. Um, they got down 6 nothing. It was 6 nothing or 90 seconds into the game. It was 6 nothing at the end of the first quarter, Dennis. And it was a – they had a – they stopped them inside uh, – I think it was fourth and goal. It ended up being from the 12 because of a false start. They stopped Croslex. Next play is a low snap that hits Heb in the leg, and Croslex falls on it. They score 12-0. And the next play that they run offensively, handoff, hits the running back in the chest, in the mud, Croslex recovers, 18-0. All right, about two minutes left. They throw a pick six, 24-0. And then they, few things. One, the resolve of a defense that when they run a two-point conversion that you're not hanging your heads and you're going out there and you're stopping them time after time after time. The Croslex, probably most teams they face will be at least 50% from two, for a two-point play. And two, after they threw the pick six, a lot of teams could have folded up, died, and lost that game 46-6 to six and lost in running time and felt bad for themselves. They didn't. They came out, they made halftime adjustments, and they battled. Their defense was put in a lot of bad positions, and with guys going both ways, made some plays. Offensively, at times they were helped out by penalties, but at times they moved the ball. I'm a believer in Kyle Rowley at Armada. It was a game, a culture setter, where they didn't give up. They kept fighting. Did they? Were they ever going to have a serious threat to win? No, but they had the ball down two scores with the ability to make it a one-score game late. Enough to at least Croslex couldn't start celebrating too early. I was impressed by the fact that Armada kept fighting and their resolve, and that's a reflection of the culture of the program that's being built there. Yeah, well, I would, again, I would expect them to play that way uh but i'm just saying heads up in the same conditions Croslex showed me tonight that yes. they were th- that they're the better team and that they're the best team in the cross yes i i would 100 percent agree and a ton of praise has to go belly grappy a sophomore in a championship level game you don't you get leaned on you get the the entire workload essentially and you do that 
and you show up. And like you said, Dennis, you take away Sage Slanik, Gavin Espinoza, Kirk Wilson, among others that you named Jack Oliver, Drew Hosterman, and you can still do that. That's big time. And Croslex is really starting to come into its form at the right time. I'm going to say right now, I think they go to Garber next week and they roll them. I know Garber's a decent team. I think Croslex is on a roll. And it's going to be tough to stop them. But again, congratulations to Croslex and the BWAC champions. First time in basically a decade. Uh, well earned. And they didn't leave a doubt who the best team in the BWAC yeah, th- th- was. This this is the thing about it is it ends up being undisputed mm-hmm. when you throw in two that are you know Armada lost to to Elmont. So this is like nobody else in the league came within two games of them. And like I said, there are spots you could say that either team could play the what if game. What if Armada doesn't throw the pick six. What if on the first drive of the second half, Croslex doesn't take an unsportsman like that continues the drive? What if, what if, what if? But you played on the same field, same conditions, and it was a well-fought game. Um, but, yeah, Croslex proved they're the best team. But I'm telling you, the BWAC is going to be brutal if Armada can sustain even some of this success. Because when you're going to have five teams that are – Always going to be playoff contenders. Whew, look out. Yeah, five, five teams. At some point, it, it might even become six teams threatening. Right. For, for you the might playoffs. have a, a bad team in the BWAC go three and six, but actually have a lot of talent. Yeah. Uh, Almont beat Richmond 39-29. to, to 29. Uh, And I, I love what North Branch has, has been doing, but Almont kind of making a statement here that uh, – that maybe they feel like they're the next best team after Crosslex and Armada. I mean, they did beat Armada. Their loss to North Branch was in overtime on the road. I, I just – I like this Elmont team. I get a fuzzy feeling for this hmm. Elmont team. Um, and uh, Richmond battled hard uh, again, but uh, uh, the, the, something's happened here midseason with these these Blue Devils, and they need to to regroup. Because I, I I just feel like they should be better than they are record wise right now and have done better in some of their games. Like the talent is definitely there. Well, you'll you'll get your answer next week when they play Jackson Chicken Parm, whatever they're called, <laughs> um, and you'll see what they are. And Richmond could very well match up with Armada. They'll get another chance. They do have a lot of talent, but sometimes, like we just said, sometimes you're a good team in the BWAC, like. You're a solid team, but you have to play a lot of other tough teams. And I'm sure the last two weeks, they get a couple of different bounces. They make a couple more plays. They're 6-2, and two and we're going, all right, Richmond just had a lull in the middle of the season, and they figured it out. But they've come up on the short end the last two weeks. Almont really rocking and rolling. I'm telling you, if they don't get thrown in the district of Millington, because Millington is really damn good. Almont can make a run in D6, but if they get put in a district of death, going to be tough. But they're they're up to five and three, Dennis. At one point, we were, after they lost to Cross-Lex, you kind of went, okay, maybe Almont isn't fully recovered. Yeah, they're, they're, well, the, you looked at it and you said they're a good football team that might end up three games under 500 just because they're running a gauntlet now. But um, the, the, that, this is a, a nice uh, win uh, for them. And uh, a final thought on Richmond, 
they're using a freshman quarterback. These are valuable games and snaps mm-hmm. that he's getting right now. Bonetti, 234 yards through a couple of touchdown passes to uh, Hitzelberger, who had 130 yards receiving. And uh, Saligan rushed for 109 and a, a touchdown uh, for uh, Richmond tonight. So some positives in a loss. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 I like Conger. And uh, the the two backs for for Almont have speed to to burn, and they've got a, a great defensive player. Like they've got some playmakers. I'm not saying they're winning a state championship. I'm not saying they're making a deep run in the playoffs. I'm just saying in a one game elimination, they're kind of a team I'd like to avoid. I I'm calling it right now. If they're not in a district with Millington, they're playing for a regional championship. Another team that, like you mentioned, has been rolling, North Branch, 21-0 over MLA City. Uh, This was a sloppy one, and I think the score is very much reflective of the field conditions. This one was in North Branch? This is at North Branch. Yeah, grass field, right? Yeah, and it it was, uh, what, 6-0 going into the fourth fourth quarter? Yeah. So you know the weather had a lot to do. With what was going on in this Had game. 11 total fumbles in this game. North Branch fumbled seven times, only lost one. Well, that's a that's a big number because that could really go south on you quick um, if you lose. Let's just say you lose half of those. I believe, let me double check, the North Branch defense did well. They held MLA City to uh, 117 yards. Wow. Of total offense, 108 on the ground. So, yeah. Um, hey, sometimes you have to, uh, you heard LeGro say it earlier, you have to win not sexy football. North Branch won not sexy football, and they're looking to uh, t- they take on Linden. They'll beat Linden and end the, game, end the season on a six-game winning streak yeah, with and, a lot of momentum going into the playoffs. And, and win seven games, and this was a team at the start of the year that I thought was maybe a five-win team. Yeah. And they and as the season's gone on, they've gotten better. They've gotten better. And here's the other thing about it: be be real easy to have this one get away from you. But good teams don't let it get away from you. Good teams end up turning a six point game in the fourth quarter to a three touchdown win. Yep. And well, games that got away from everybody is our final BWAC game. Algonac beats Yale eight to three. Oh, I wanted to take Algonac so bad, and you guys talked me out of it. You talked me into Yale. Yale had to go and win that game over Imlay City, impressive, and just throw me all a kilter at the in the BWAC. And I just had a feeling that Algonac was a little, like, not great, but a little bit better than, what than their record is, and that, that they, you know, they played all the tough teams early and got blown out. And it makes you think that they're a worse team than they are. And I think the most impressive thing is, is that Yale kicked a field goal in these conditions. Yeah. <laughs> Not an easy night to do that. That had to happen early in the game before the monsoons came. Yeah, because it hit me like in the first quarter. I was obviously more west. Yeah, it we got, to we you got about it in your the second, second quarter, and it was bad. Yeah, so congratulations to Algonac. I think they're all programs that are starting to go a little bit in the right direction, but so like that's the, one that the Yale, bottom, I'm the, sure, wants back. The bottom three teams, Imlay City, Yale, Algonac, who's the worst? Who's the they're best? All, they're all not – yeah, who's the best? They're all knocking each other off. 
<laughs> Again, I think if you put any of those teams in like the MAC bronze or silver, they, they compete. Se- they in the silver, they're probably finishing third, or at least competing with Marysville for that spot. Yeah. Or I, I, I I think those those teams win games like have winning seasons in the bronze. I I would a hundred percent agree. Anyways, uh, so. Uh, a, a big night in in the BWAC, and it takes us to the final week of the regular season to officially declare that there's one team at the top of the, <laughs> the heap and that it is, in fact, Crosslex, which makes our preseason hype look not stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after they, hey, I tell you what, they play Williamston this week. They beat them. I think Crosslex is on a roll, and as long as they control the rat poison – and keep the goals in front of them. Dennis, we looked at it on Thursday, whenever our last show was. Division 4 is wide open. I think you've said this off the air. Crosslex could be a team that loses to a team like Notre Dame Prep in the first round. They could be a team in a semifinal game competing for the right to go to Ford Field. That's how just roll of the dice Division 4 will be in the playoffs. Absolutely. All right, uh, we'll take a uh, break. We'll regroup, uh, and uh, we'll run through the GTC East scores, the uh, eight-man scores, the combination GTC East eight-man <laughs> scores. I'll try to explain how that happened uh, when we come back in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 918 
Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our gift. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and uh, Brady here on the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on uh, Sports uh, podcast. And uh, I'm just real quick looking for something here. Okay, yeah, no. Still no. Still no. Still no. Anyway, yeah, looking for the last score we needed. One score we didn't need, 59 nothing. Ubley makes it officially official. They are GTC East champs. We've kind of known this since about week uh, two or three, whatever it was. Whenever they played Harbor Beach, and we knew that it was a one-team race. Yeah, they uh, they have a game with Bad Axe tomorrow. Tomorrow. Next week. Saturday, which Bad Axe dropped one, uh, 21-20 to Laker. I, I just think I've been on the Ubley train. I think since what week two, yeah, week one or two. I almost just want. I just think they're a team that's sick of being the bridesmaid, and they are come hell or high water. They are going to Ford Field, and they're not leaving empty-handed. See, and and all all I can do is wait until the very last game of the season when they play the D eight final to tell you whether you were right or whether it's the same old ugly team that's always in, invited to the wedding but never gets married which by the way a lot of programs would do a lot of stuff to just be same old ugly and yeah. have that kind of success same that's, old that's, same that's old ugly is a compliment that's actually. not like saying same old lions <laughs> no that's not, not anywhere that's, near it that's just saying like 
you're just coming up a hair short a lot. Ubley is, if you look around the state, probably one of the, out of all divisions, 20 best programs over the last yeah. couple decades. Um, but, yeah, they thwomped Brown City like we expected. Um, this one is interesting. Harbor Beach. Well, it's kind of what we expected. This one's interesting to me. Harbor Beach 24, Marlette 22 in three overtimes. This is not what I expected. No, I believe it was 16-16 going into overtime. I know, I think Marlette got stopped on a fourth and one. That could have won the game. Uh, Marlette scored in the third overtime, didn't get the two. Harbor Beach did score and then got the two to win. Thank you to our friends over at Sanilac Broadcasting and Thumb Tailgater. I listened to that one on my way back in from Armada. I actually, Brady, in the back of my mind, thought Beach would win this game 40-6. to six. I and, did, too. I'm gonna... And then when it started to rain, I was like, no way Beach doesn't roll them because Marlette is the air raid offense and the, the weather tonight is not going to fit their style. Obviously, I was wrong, and Marlette played this game about as tough as they could play it. And give all the credit in the world to Marlette. That's not, that's not an easy thing to do. It's really not to go into go into a beach and be that competitive and be inches away from from winning. That tells me Marlette, although they'll probably get matched up with like Ubley in the first round. They're five and three, but their losses: Reese, Ubley, Harbor Beach. Yeah, that's a tough stretch. To yeah. Yeah, so let's keep moving on. Sandusky yeah. and Memphis we didn't supposedly get a score. played a game. Let let me give one last check. I just was there. So. I know, but just uh, – by the way, I, this is one oh four in the morning when we're checking. So, yeah, so your score should the be scores in. are there by now, but uh, it, it hasn't been there. While you're doing nope, that – nothing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip over. KPAC is in the GTC East, but they played an eight-man game. They did Friday. They night. forfeited last week to Ubley, presumably from not having enough kids. So this is a tale of six teams. This might take me a, a story second. time with Dennis. This, this this is the story of Farwell, Sanford Meridian, Mayville, KPAC, Reese, and Flint International. We'll start with Farwell, who started the season as an eleven-man football program. Real quick, do you know who's who got their coaching career started at Farwell? Who? Eric Schunk. Really? Yes. By the way, just became a dad today. Congratulations. Congratulations, to Coach Schunk. Uh, so, four weeks into the season, Farwell was 0-4, and they stopped playing 11-man football, and they moved to 8-man football. And instead of playing a scheduled game with Sanford Meridian, who was in their 11-man league. The Jack Pine. They played Portland St. Patrick tonight and lost 20 to 8 in an eight man football game because now they're in a new league. <laughs> Mid season. So Sanford Meridian didn't have a week eight game. We'll get back to them in just a second. Flint International in Genesee played the Brawl Bowl a few weeks back. <laughs> and apparently, Flint International started all the fighting because Genesee's been playing football every week since. But at Flynn International, 
they shut down the football program and they've been forfeiting out their season. So they were scheduled to play Mayville this week, but forfeited the game. So Mayville needed an opponent. KPAC was going to play Reese in a GTC crossover game. By the way, there are no updates or follow-ups to the Flint International. The last things are from like October 5th, the things I've already read. So yeah. I wish I could give you closure. <laughs> so KPAC decided instead of playing Reese this week, we'll play you, Mayville, since you don't have a game. And since we don't have enough players right now to field an 11-man team. So KPAC ended up playing Mayville. Reese ended up picking up the game that Sanford Meridian lost when Farwell went to eight-man football a few weeks back. And Farwell played Portland-St. Patrick, and Flynn International is not playing anybody anymore. Hope you could follow that. So all that being said, Cape Pack lost to Mayville 42-20 to in an eight-man football game on Friday night. There you go. <laughs> Long way to get from A to B. Uh, but you needed to know yeah. why. B was happening. Yes. No, it's always fun when you get on tangents or you get, we go looking through the records. We're like, wait, this happened. Why did this happen? Oh, because this, this. And then you go on things like that, except we'll find it, and it'll be some Catholic school that existed for four years in the yeah. 60s. Um, Thursday uh, night. Yes. You were almost at this game. I, I, I was at this game for a few minutes. And then it started to lightning and thunder. So, so long, long story short, I drove up to – Carsonville because I wanted to see the Carsonville Caseville game. By the way, Carsonville, you have a beautiful field. And that is a gorgeous press box that I wish I would have gone up and gone inside. <laughs> but I was in the parking lot literally. Like I'm driving up and I'm looking at the sky going, "Oh, there's opening there, there's an opening there. This might not be so bad. We're going to get this game in and it's not going to be awful." And it didn't rain and it didn't rain. I literally pulled into the parking lot parked by the fence so that I could, like, look in and see the field, and I hadn't even shut my motor off. I was there five seconds in a parking space, and <laughs> thunder, <laughs> bolts of lightning thrown by Thor and Zeus down onto the, to the ground everywhere, and I'm like, yeah, they're in a delay. Yeah. I just got here, and already in which pregame, we're in a delay. Which about how, what time did you get there? I got there about 45 minutes before kickoff. Gotcha. Um, and so I'm like, and then the rain started pouring down from the skies, and I'm like, mm, yeah, they're going to play, but I don't want to be here till midnight before they kick off the game. I'm going home. So you got to watch the Wings blow a lead against Tampa Bay instead. Yeah. Uh, another story for another time. But uh, they did play the game, and CPS won 58 to nothing over uh, Caseville, uh, and uh, that's uh, three wins for CPS now. Congratulations to the Tigers. Merritt had a nice, well, had a respectable showing, I should say. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, Merritt's been struggling. They're 2-5, and five, and one of their wins is a forfeit. Uh, and Bay City All Saints has been good this year. Uh, 18 to nothing was the final. So obviously I think weather probably had something to do with it, but Merritt, Merritt hung in in a game that I figured they'd go to All Saints and it would be running time. It was not um, anything else. Oh, Peck. Uh, Deckerville oh, beat Tech. Atherton yeah. one to nothing. Atherton's been forfeiting lately after a, a good – at one point it was a three-way tie for first place with Morris, Deckerville, and Atherton 
But now Atherton has uh, apparently run into some uh, injury problems, and they've had to forfeit a couple of games. Yeah, their last two, I believe, they forfeited. So Deckerville and Morris will both be undefeated when they play next week for the undisputed NCTL Stars Championship. Yep, and North here on the long night. Undisputed NCTL Stripes Champions. And this was for the championship because what it it was – was um, Sacred Heart and Peck, if they both won out, there was going to be a three-way tie for the championship, and Ashley's been forfeiting the last few weeks. They forfeited this week to Sacred Heart, and they were Peck's last game. Mm -hmm. So Peck was going to win its last game. So it was this showdown, Peck-North Huron, to decide whether North Huron was the undisputed champ or whether they had to share with a, a couple of uh, people because this was North Huron's final league game. They're playing a non-league game next week. Uh, and uh, and North Huron up in Kindy showed everybody that they were the clear-cut champs in the stripes this year with an impressive 50-18 win over Peck. And, and what is this? This is two straight losses for Peck and three straight tough games. Yes. For the Pirates, which makes me wonder if there isn't something going on there with injuries. Yeah. And an eight-man, we've said it before, one injury could yeah. derail an entire season. But we'll have Mike Gallagher on next week. Our final so, guest picker. So we'll find out if there's something going on there. By the way, we're planning on having new Times Herald writer Brandon Welper on on Tuesday. Good, because so, I haven't got to meet him yet. No, I, I've only seen him in passing at the two games. I've talked to him a little over text, but seems like a good guy. And, well, well, he's replacing Folsom, so at least Mike McAndrews will be happy. <laughs> like that segue, because you're going to be at Cardinal Mooney tomorrow. I'm going to be at Cardinal Mooney uh, tomorrow. The only uh, Saturday game in the uh, area, 5-2 and two Mooney against 5-2 and two, uh, Whitmore uh, Lake. Like, I looked at Whitmore Lake. The, the teams they've beaten, not so good. But, you know, Joe Cannell's not taking them for granted. Um, he says they ground and pound. Which, by uh, the way, who's Mooney playing week nine now? They're supposed to be playing K-Pack. I don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to play Sanford Meridian? Possibility. I, I don't know. I don't. Who, who's Farwell's, who's Farwell supposed to play in, Hold in on, week nine? Hold on. Keep talking, and I'll find it. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know what they're going to do with their, their week nine game, but they still have to play their week eight game first. Uh, and, again, uh, he, he says uh, Whitmore Lake, they expect them to uh, ground and pound. Uh, so, it'll be a test for their, their defense. Um, and uh, Mooney with a big uh, win uh, last week. Speed. You, you, you can't coach speed, and it's hard to defend against. And I don't know if Whitmore Lake has seen anybody that's got the uh, the speed that uh, Mooney does with uh, Hazen later at running back and, and the oh, trio no, of that's not the right farewell. The, the trio of uh, wide receivers with uh, Rice and Trombley and Everhart. Um, I really uh, I've really become a big fan of this Mooney team, and they're going for their sixth win. And it's been a while since Cardinal Mooney's had a six win uh, team. It, 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 you go back to 2012, the last time they won five games in a season um and so and a sixth win pretty much guarantees them a winning season too um and it's probably been a while since we talked about that when uh, we talked about cardinal mooney football in fact this is probably in the last 15 years the most i've talked about cardinal mooney football when talking high school uh, sports so yeah um yeah, i don't know the 
Michigan football site has it as question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can talk to uh, get the inside scoop from uh, old Kenny Selmelsberger. Kenny, uh, Kenny will probably ask me, hey, who can we play yeah. uh, in, in week nine? We're looking for a game. I, I mean, I don't know. I, we're, we're assuming that Northern K-Pack. Northern needs a game. <laughs> yeah. That's a little different between well, a D8 and a D2. Yeah, I was going to say Northern's better off taking their forfeit uh, and not uh, playing anybody, uh, especially having to Mooney being so small and the, the silly points thing. Which I'm really not liking the points thing as the season goes oh, on. Oh, if if something happens next week and it goes nuclear. Uh, by the way, just an idea we might have. We might do a show, a special show live during the the selection show if that's something people want to have happen. I don't know. Probably just do it in our little room with a, a plugged into the TV here and just give you our thoughts live as it happens and tell you, wow, that's stupid that a 2-7 and seven team's in the playoffs. And hosting a game. And that's a real possibility. But we will <laughs> we will burn that uh, bridge. bridge. when we get there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we will wait to start rioting and yelling and burning things in the streets. So, anything, uh, anyways, uh, the, uh, the I'm, I'm going to do it. But uh, Brady and I are tied now for last oh, place. Yeah. Uh, I went eight and two. Brady went seven and three. So we're both sixty-five and fifteen. Our uh, guest Brandon Folsom eight and two. The guests have a two-game lead going into Week Nine. Brady, they're sixty-seven and thirteen this year. God, Week Nine in the playoffs, we're gonna have to make a comeback, Dennis. I, I, I you can't just, order that many rings. Just so long as I get ahead of you here before the end of the season, because you are so competitive. That you will. You'll finish second and declare yourself the champion I will, in the room. I will not com- declare myself you the will. champion. You can't help yourself. Unless I win the championship. It, it, it's your competitive nature, and you just can't help yourself. God, I can't find a farewell schedule. Cause, <laughs> anyway. Because it's so consi- – because they stopped playing in one league midway through the season and joined a completely different version of football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did. Hey, they beat Atherton twenty eight twenty four. Do do their records? I don't know. From a transfer over Far- and 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 are, and are they the leader in eight man football in points because they were playing <laughs> their D eight teams before they started playing eight man? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> could you imagine they can, make the playoffs? Can Farwell be the number one overall seed in eight-man football? At one and six or whatever they are. <laughs> All right, Dennis, it's late. We've rambled. Anything to end the show on? Uh, 12.40 pregame, 1 o'clock kickoff from East China Stadium on Saturday for Mooney and Whitmore Lake. Ugly our number two team? I'll save that for <laughs> when we do the, the, the top ten. I'll, I'll make them wait on that. I might have Anchor Bay up there. They beat Ike. They did beat Ike. <laughs> Send it home, Dennis. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.